You're listening to Monster of the Week with Timothy from ProDM, and this week is part one of our three-part series on how to summon a demon. Yes, that's right. Everything you've heard about Dungeons & Dragons is true. Your mother was right to be afraid. find the demons on page 46 of the 5th edition monster manual. This is one of the biggest monster groups in 5th edition. There is so much here to unpack. So here's kind of how we're going to do it. Today we're going to tackle about a third of the demons that are presented in this book, starting with the least powerful, and then we'll take a week off from demons, and then the week after that we'll do the next, I think it's like four demons that are kind of in the mid-range, and then a week off from demons, and then the final week we'll talk about the biggest, baddest, meanest demons of the abyss. But one thing I was always confused about, until relatively recently, was the actual difference between a demon and a devil. In Dungeons & Dragons, a demon is an extraplanar monster from the Abyss, um, and the emphasis is really on them being a monster. They are the definition of chaotic evil. That's kind of what separates them from the devils, who are kind of axiomatically lawful evil. Demons want to sow destruction and chaos, and that's all they care about. They are sort of this, like, shambolic horde that wants to rampage over all of creation, eating and killing and destroying. They have no society, they have no law, they are just chaos incarnate. Mechanically, they run the gamut from the very, very weak, like the mains, all the way up to the very, very powerful, like the Baylor. The only thing they seem to share mechanically, uh, beyond the fact that they're of the fiend subtype, is that they have a resistance to cold, fire, and lightning, as well as immunity to poisoned and the poisoned condition. Uh, the more powerful demons also have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from, from non-magical weapons, but otherwise it's a real grab bag of different powers and abilities, nothing particularly cohesive, which is something we're going to talk about. Today, though, we're going to talk about three types of demons, the three least powerful demons. The Dretch, the Mains, and the Quasit. Now, the Dretch is sort of like a hooting quadruped, uh, sort of the underclass of the demons. This is a CR one quarter. Uh, it's got the normal demon resistances. It's got multi-attack with bite and claws, and then it has like a fetid cloud ability. The mains is the weakest form of demon. It's basically like the base block from which all the other demons kind of evolve. They are CR one eighth, same thing, normal demon resistances. They have a claw attack, and that's it. And then lastly, there is the Quasit, and this is kind of the demonic version of the Imp, which in D&D is a devil and a slightly more famous archetype. The Quasit is kind of mischievous, is often used as a familiar. Uh, it's a CR1, obviously it has demon resistances. It's got a bunch of other stuff, though, too. It's got a stealth proficiency. It can shape change into a bat, a toad, or a centipede. It's got magic resistance for its saving throws. It's got claws that have a poison. It's got natural invisibility as an action. And it's even got a frightened action. So the Quasit has quite a bit going on, especially compared to the mains. We've got a lot to cover this episode, so we're just going to tuck right in on the demon's history. Demons first appeared in the 1977 first edition Monster Manual, and of course they're pretty much as they're described here, you know, evil and chaotic. They have a particular hatred of servitude, which makes sense as, again, kind of a chaotic monster. Uh, they have many resistances, and they also have an extensive paragraph on, like, demonic amulets, which, if I'm honest, I basically skimmed. 
Both the mains and the quasit appear in this book, though the quasit is actually separated into its own entry. It took a bunch of digging for me to find. The mains entry does mention that there are 666 layers to the abyss, which I think is pretty metal. The Quasit is also characterized as basically like a sleeper agent, like it'll help a spellcaster, but it's trying to like tempt them and snag their soul uh, for its Dark Master, which is cool, but feels kind of uh, more like a devil thing to do, being concerned about a soul. The Dretch also appears in first edition, but that waits until the 1983 Monster Manual 2. And what's interesting is that there, the Dretch is referred to as the weakest demon, as opposed to the mains, and their roles will eventually reverse as the uh, game progresses. Now, second edition is where things get a little tricky. At this point, we are in the throes of the satanic panic, and D&D has a branding issue. Demons are renamed Tanari, uh, and they have this weird apostrophe for no reason. Uh, this is also where the blood war, the kind of like eternal conflict between demons and devils, first kind of rears its head. In second edition, the dretch is pretty much the same, but there's a little bit more fleshing out. They talk about them either like hating themselves or like trying to rebel against the demon lords and inevitably being slaughtered by more powerful demons. Uh, a lot is made in this edition of the Mains' stupidity. You know, they can't follow orders, they can't wield weapons, but like if they're just pointed at the enemy, then they can kind of attack tirelessly. Uh, they explicitly say that they are the souls of chaotic evil people who die. So there's a little bit of soul stuff going on there. Quasits in 2nd edition were actually roped in with imps and have a few changes. Their poison into E affects dexterity, and they can do this cool thing where they can commune with the lower planes, and they can ask up to six questions, which, of course, is cool. 3.5 then added the idea that demons can summon each other, which appears every once in a while in 5th edition, but was much more prominent back then. Um, but otherwise, they maintain much of the same lore. Uh, the concept of the Dretch's resistance is first mentioned here. The mains are not in the Monster Manual, but instead they are found in the infamous Book of Vile Darkness, the less said about which is probably better. They did have a death burst power, though, in that book, which I think is actually pretty valid for that monster. And the closet, of course, is pretty much the same. Now, 4th edition scatters them into various books. The Dretch appears in the Monster Manual 2, the mains in the Demonomicon, which is obviously like a splat book about demons, and then the Quasit in Monster Manual 3. Now, the Demonomicon was actually really cool. It's got templates, lore, tons of new demon monsters. In 4th edition, the Dretch is a Brute, which is a monster type that 4E used to signify low armor class but high hit points. Uh, they've got a Poison Aura, a multi-attack ability, and it's Death Burst. And they also have a Death Burst, which is interesting. The lore mentions that they're cannon fodder, but they can be tricked into fighting one another um, if they get too rebellious. The mains are minions, which is a 4th edition monster subtype that basically has one hit point. Um, they have a death burst power, which is particularly good for a minion. And they also have a resistance power, where they can acquire one resistance based on what they've been attacked with. They also have a spontaneous ascension power, which is super cool and something that I miss about them. And then the Quasit in 4th edition keeps the variable resistance, but they do have some fascinating powers. They impose a minus 2 penalty on saving throws, which is really cool. Uh, but even more awesome, they can daze a target until they attack another ally. So the idea here, right, is that it's tempting you to do evil. So it's like you have this negative effect and you can get rid of it if you attack one of your friends. That's awesome. What a cool mechanic that plays off of the lore and the concept of the monster. That's rad. And that brings us to 5th edition. Uh, all three of these monsters now appear in the monster manual. And we're going to talk about all the things we like about that implementation coming up next.
I think my favorite thing about demons is that they are just unrepentantly evil and, and they're permitted to be that way. Along with, of course, devils and I think aberrations and undead. Demons are one of the few types of monster that you don't really have to get very morally complex with. A demon is supposed to be evil. They're gleefully evil. They're chaotic evil. All they want is to destroy and, and tear apart and they're not human. They're not they're intelligent, yes, but they're extra planar. Like, they are, like, a manifestation of evil in the real world. So I think you have so much more license to just say, it's an evil creature. It doesn't have earthly wants or desires or feelings, really. It's just pure, animate evil. And I think that's that's very liberating in a certain sense, especially right now where the game is kind of having this reckoning with, you know, alignment and monster types and things like that. The demon is kind of the safe haven of the I just need an evil monster. Here it is. It's a demon. I think that's kind of fun. That makes them fun to run and makes them cool and scary to include. You know, you can't really negotiate with a demon. A devil, maybe not a demon. So my second thing is also kind of lore-related. I didn't know about the Blood War until relatively recently in my D&D career, and I think it's actually really cool. This notion of this eternal stalemate between these two evil forces, right, that the demons are just pouring out of the abyss endlessly, and if they were unchecked, they would tear across the multiverse and destroy every plane, and the only thing holding them back aren't celestials, but devils, right? And so you get this kind of Mordor-Gondor thing Right. But except if Gondor was lawful evil instead of being, you know, ostensibly lawful good. It's really cool. It's a really cool dynamic. There's like robust stories you can tell inside of that. I know that Descent into Avernus plays a lot with this idea as it's set on the first layer of hell. And it's all about, you know, the the frontline defenses that the devils use to hold back the demons in the Blood War. I think it's actually for like kind of standard FR lore. I think the Blood War is actually really cool. And then lastly, I'll do one positive about each of the three demons we're talking about today. So for the Dretch, it's got to be their stench power. Um, I really like that it harkens back to a fourth edition mechanic called Dazed, where a target can either uh, take an action or a bonus action on its turn, but not both, and it can't take reactions. Uh, really cool mechanic. Sad to see it gone. Happy to see it here. I think that's neat. My favorite thing about the mains is actually a lore uh, thing, that they're basically like food for more powerful demons that like they reference in the lore, in the like one paragraph of lore we get, that the mains are like ripped up and eaten by more powerful demons as like, not even as, like sustenance because they don't need it, but like just because they taste good. And there's something like very like, that tells you everything you need to know about a demon. <laughs> like they just eat other demons because they're tasty is a great, cool flavor thing. And the Quasit is probably my favorite of the three monsters. It does have a lot more abilities, a lot more interesting to run. Uh, the two things I like about 5th edition, um, I, this is cheap, but I really like the art. I think that's one of the best pieces of art in 5th edition is this Quasit. Like, you can absolutely see this little creature running around and getting into trouble. And it also doesn't really look like any of the other demons. You know, you expect kind of wings and the, the forked tail and different hooves. But no, it's this weird little cockroach imp thing. And I really love its scarability. There's something very, like, cartoony and Disney about, like, you can imagine the Quasit's face, like, warping and contorting to just look like a big kind of scary, horrible, demonic visage. And I think that's cool. I think it's a fun little ability for a familiar to have. Great. Those are the things that we like about the Dretch, the Mains, and the Quasit. Next, we're going to discuss things we could maybe improve about those demons.
One of my least favorite things about the way that 5th edition presents demons, and this is probably true of previous editions as well, is that I don't really like the demon lords. It doesn't make any sense to me that these fiends would be hierarchical in any sense, right? If they're pure chaos, they wouldn't even result to hierarchies. I think it would just be rule of the strongest. They wouldn't have courts. They wouldn't have, like, domains, you know? Like... Orcus and Baphomet and stuff are cool demons, but the idea of them, like, ruling over areas or consolidating power, like, of what interest is that to them, right? That's way too schemey. It's such a devil thing to do. I think the demon lords could be more like primordials and that they are, like, ancient and powerful and just consumed with very elemental things, like how much destruction they could possibly wreak. The idea of them, like, scheming and plotting and you know, palace intrigue stuff among the demons just feels like completely antithetical to their concept. So I personally would scrap the demon lords, maybe keep them, but just say these are the most powerful demons around. If you need a powerful demon to fight, here's Baphomet or Orcus or whatever. I also think that they should simply advance by slaughter, by like the number of, of beings that they kill. That's the only way for them to get more powerful, Which, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. For my second thing, we talked about this earlier, so I think it's pretty predictable, but there is no universal demon power. Like, there is nothing mechanically that ties these creatures together besides a few resistances, which are pretty corner case and not that inspiring. I would love for there to be some kind of a unifying thing that if you see it or a monster does it, it's very easy to tell, oh, okay, this is a demon then, not a devil. Because I personally get the individuals mixed up all the time, especially things like the Pit Fiend and the Baylor, where they're basically the same monster, but one of them is chaotic evil and one of them is lawful evil. I would love something that would kind of mark them as like, this is definitely a demon because it does X, Y, Z. I think it's really missing that. And then lastly, let's talk about one point of improvement for each one of these three demons. The Dretch is, I mean, it's boring. The Fetid Cloud is the closest thing you have to it being interesting. And so if you use Dretch like in a larger demon encounter, that's kind of cool. Okay, but on its own, it's just there's nothing here to recommend it. And it feels very samey with the mains, which is our second one. The mains is so boring. Like, at least the dretch has multi-attack. At least the dretch has the fetid cloud. But the mains has nothing. Like, I understand it's meant to basically be a minion. But to me, it feels like, why do we have these two extremely low-rung, boring demons that just kind of overlap with each other? You could just say that the dretch is the least powerful creature. I don't understand why we need this distinction between the dretch and the mains. Tiny gripe, too, about the mains, the worst name. Really a terrible name. I don't understand why it's like a pluralized noun. Like, why are they called mains? Maybe that's some kind of a, a Dante reference that eluded me. I don't know. No good. And then lastly, I think the Quasit is really cool in concept, right? That it's like all about tempting a character and trying to drive them towards committing more evil and chaotic acts just because it likes that. It, like, delights in it. But it's got no powers that let it do that. It can't charm anyone. It can't suggest anything. Like, it's basically just like a little critter with a like a grab bag of random powers. Like, none of those powers are bad necessarily, but, but none of them play into the concept of what this monster is trying to do. Not in the way that they did in 4th edition with the failure on saving throws, right? Like succumbing to things and, and especially the, the cool dazing power. I feel like the Quasit has a cool concept that is completely divorced from its mechanics. So let's talk about improvements then. Uh, my first thing would be to talk about whatever this universal power is. There's a reference in 4th edition specifically that the mains have where there is a chance that any demon basically can spontaneously ascend and leap up a bunch of levels for no reason. Like uh, there's, a, there's like a 1% chance or whatever 
that Amains can become, you know, a demon lord, like a much more powerful demon. You know, it's like one in a million shot or whatever. But that's such a cool idea to me because it is like pure chaos, right? Like anything could happen. There's no rhyme or reason to it. This just might happen because of the, the primordial chaotic forces of the abyss. So I don't know if you want to go that far, but I do like the idea of saying that like maybe the universal demon power is that when they reduce somebody to X number of hit points, they either get stronger, you know, they get more hit points or they, they get advantage or whatever. Or maybe there's even a chance that they advance a level, that they go from, you know, a, a mains to a dretch or whatever. And you just bake that into each individual demon that like if a mains drops somebody to zero hit points, there's a chance they become a dretch. And if a dretch does, there's a chance they become a quasit. And you just like stack them in that order, right? I don't know exactly how you would mechanize that. You know, would they keep the same number of hit points? Like, what would change? Would they lose conditions? I don't know. But it does have this sense of, like, if a monster changed in the middle of a combat into a different monster, like, it would really feel like you don't have a good handle and they're so unpredictable. And again, it also would motivate them to kill, right? To, like, to attack and to destroy... And because it, it empowers them, it makes them stronger. Yes, they enjoy doing it, sure. But there's like a material benefit in them doing that. You can make a point about like that makes them very like ruthless in combat or makes them very single-minded. They don't think tactically because all they're trying to do is knock people unconscious, right? They're all competing with each other to get that kill. So they're more likely to stack on one wounded character, which again, feels interesting and dangerous and suggests some tactics. That's my recommendation for a universal demon power is something about killing makes them more powerful. And what if there's some way to to sublimate the mains or to like combine it with one of the others, either the, combine the mains with the dredge or maybe even the mains with the quasit, right? Where the quasit is like the form that a mains takes on the material plane. So they're like, they might be the one type of, of demon that is trying to get summoned. And that's why they're more likely to answer. That's why they're more likely to be familiars is that it's like an escape from being a mains, you know what I mean? Some kind of a reason to distinguish the mains from the other types of demon. I just feel like it's so boring and nothing is happening here. That the quasit being the like motivation for them to go onto the material plane and cause chaos and destruction is kind of interesting. Let's do one mechanical tweak for each one of them. So I would say the fetid cloud for the dretch is cool. I love the dazing power. I would maybe say that if you want to do them as like a big horde of dretches, that maybe the saving throw should stack. Right, so it's currently DC 11, but you could say that if there are two dretches, that it's, you know, DC 12. Maybe it's like for every three dretches, you know, within the, the area, it increases by point or whatever. So, you know, a huge horde of them, all of a sudden it's like a DC 16, 18, DC 20. Like, it gets really, really nasty the more of them they are, and it suggests the, a kind of encounter you could run with a dretch. Um, I think a very simple mechanical fix for the mains is you could just give them back their death burst, right? Like, if they are very weak and all they have is one claw attack, make killing them dangerous, right? You have to be careful about how you do it. It's better to, like, pop them from a distance with a ranged attack than it is to wade into melee. And then lastly, for the Quasit, I would say, let's give them back some of those temptation powers, even just to say that they have, like, they impose disadvantage on saving throws, or they... I really love the the temptation one, the, the dazing. I'm not sure how exactly you would mechanize that in 5th edition, but something that plays into this idea that they are trying to tempt a character, especially a character who they have kind of bonded with as a familiar, into doing acts of evil. Like, even just to say, like, it gets more powerful when they do something like that. I don't know how you would mechanize something like that. But that would be my suggestion, would be to find a way to imply that they are trying to tempt you, trying to push you towards these bad decisions, right? 
Great, and that is our first episode on the demons of 5th edition. We'll be back next week with another monster. We're going a little bit back in time. We'll be talking about the Dark Mantle, uh, which is our first uh, non-fiend-related D monster. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out our streams Uh, on Thursdays at 2 p.m. PST. We stream a monster redesign stream where we take the monsters from the podcast and we kind of wheel them into the workshop and we try to improve them, take some of these suggestions and implement them. So go ahead and check that out on our YouTube channel, Thursdays at 2 p.m. The link is in the podcast description. But until then, thank you so much for listening. Good luck wrestling with your demons and happy adventuring. Monster of the Week is a ProDM production. You can find us on Twitter at ProDMTimothy. If you like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Even $1 a month grants you access to the redesigned monsters that we discuss here on the show. You can find us at patreon.com slash ProDM. You can also catch those monster redesigned streams Thursdays at 2 p.m. on our YouTube channel. The music used was Rainbow Ride and Waves by Azure Flux used under an attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, international Creative Commons license. Check out their work at azureflux.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.